Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fly Cool Shit powered by Lift Aviation. I'm Mark. And I'm Jeff. And if you can hear the uh, the squeaking in the background, that's my my Schnauzer uh, Terrier mix playing with a stuffed cupcake. Very nice. So that's that's my Thursday. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, How's your Oshkosh week? Happy oh, Happy Oshkosh Thursday. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> surviving, not thriving. <laughs> surviving, not thriving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw that uh, our Canadian maple syrup uh, sponsor is going there. I didn't know Luke was going there. You know, I think, uh, I mean, I've, I've had feelings about this for a while. I think we're quickly going to find out that that Luke is, is he's getting real close to becoming a celebrity. He is kind of a What's celebrity that? like oh, yeah. that Luke's a celebrity, you know, um, I think, you know, he's 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 out there kissing babies. He's showing up at air shows. He's he's down in the United States a lot doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, is he Canadian or is he just taking advantage of the healthcare? Well, it might be something that our investigative team needs to start looking into. He's getting a little too famous. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I think attack. we need to try to find a way to cancel him or something. <laughs> yeah, just take it down a a, um, a bacon or two, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, a lot of air. Uh, I wish that I was really thinking about what you were talking about with debuting shit. I was talking to a, a friend of mine at the airport. Today, this guy, Scott, super nice guy. Um, flies a yeah, sir, really beautiful Saratoga. And he was like, you know, he just got back from Oshkosh. And he was there and he was like, you know, it's like day one and like they're about to start the air show. And um, the first act they brought out was that like electric little pussy plane. <laughs> He's like, what the <laughs> hell? And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? That's that's I'm all that's... about this. Yeah, I'm all about the sneak attack, like overhead. Can't hear it coming. That's how it needs to start. I agree. There's, and there's too many restrictions on they need to go like total cabo on air shows like whatever happens in you know um where is that cozumel like just let's just lift all of restrictions and let loose like the steroid error in baseball just let it let it all hang out let <laughs> it rip it exciting yeah let's, let's let it rip it tater so chip exciting. yeah no rules yeah like this whole I mean, like yo you can't have energy towards the crowd like you know what People go to baseball games and they get knocked in the face with the baseball. You don't hear them bitching. It's on the back of the ticket. I think I think we should have an airship routine where all of the energy is sent to the crowd. Not yes. and not killing them, but like like to the crowd, aerobatics at all times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. These are all really good ideas. I mean, not that Oshkosh is hurting for uh, spectators or anything like that, but I think it would be I think it would be interesting. Well, your lips to God's ears. You know, yeah. Um, I'm ex- I'm really excited for this episode. This was real impromptu. Um, we have we have Goody Thomas in the green room. And it when I uh you and I had talked about recording today and just thinking about kind of what we wanted to talk about and I flew the extra um a couple times this week. I flew with 300 L this week. You're you've been flying an LT. We have mm. the uh and the SC, and then we have the SX talk. And now we have uh, Goody coming in who 
has, you know, his beautiful SC is just fresh out of thousand hour. It's it's cock locked and ready to rock. And so I I'm I'm kind of excited. I mean, I, I'm really excited to talk to him about a whole host of stuff. But I really want to talk extras. This is going to be an extra heavy podcast if I have anything to do with it. Because um, I oh, and we got to talk about the NG, the Aileron option on the NG. Um, there's a lot of things that are kind of going on right now. Um, and I'm curious, uh, uh, one of your thoughts of kind of where these airplanes are going uh, for the future. And I'm curious to see what Goody has to say about all that amongst a whole host of other stuff. So I'm pretty pumped yeah. for this episode. Me too. I want to get like Goody's opinion on different airplanes too. Because we've all, you know, me too. There's just so much information that he needs to uh, tell us. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, talking about, uh, you know, he's, he's right. I mean, obviously goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway for those that don't know. Goody Thomas is, um, a former unlimited team member. He's a phenomenal pilot. One of the best. He's one top five best aerobatic pilots in the United States, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. that might be, that might be, a little aggressive to say, but I, I th he's certainly top 10 and he's one of the best aerobatic pilots in the world. Um, and, and he's, he's salivating at the chance of getting on the team this year, which is going to be really exciting uh, to talk about, but uh, I'd be real curious to talk to him as somebody who owns an SC kind of, yeah. What these other airplanes are doing and like what that means for the sport, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, and I definitely want to hear about his training, um, pick his brain, you know, obviously take advantage of him. And, uh, you know, see what his plans are. If he's going to go to nationals, um, who knows? Is he going to go to nationals? What kind of questions that? I know. Right. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. He's going to nationals. Not only going to nationals. He's, this is, again, this is redemption. This is Terminator 2, Judgment Day, dude. I know. You're right. You're right. Nationals is going to be huge Hell this yeah. year. Of course it is. Like, you know. Hey, Jeff. It's going like to be huge. Jeff talking to Jeff like, oh, yeah, move to Unlimited. Like, <laughs> it's a good time. Nobody's there. Move to Unlimited. And it's like they're giving away airplanes to fly Unlimited. Uh, Inter Morgan Freeman. It was at that yes. moment that Jeff Petroselli realized that Nationals was going to be a son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting prison lubed up. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, you know what? That'll be a fun element to talk to because uh, he's always been so supportive of you and um, just a supportive guy in general, positive and supportive guy. You know, nobody can describe Goody Thomas as uh, negative, mean, um, you know, secluded or or what, what do you call it? Like, uh, I don't know, like, you know, there's there's those types at, at every contest, but uh, it was yeah, a little standoffish, a little reclusive, right? Um, I'm not going to name any names, but you know everybody knows those types at, at contests uh, that just kind of they, you know what they they fly, they do their required if they if they have a required uh, volunteer you know like they're a judge or something like that, and that's it, and you don't see them unless they're doing that thing, taking a pee, or flying. Um, whereas I, I feel like Goody is just like just kind of always in the mix and always if someone's got a question he'll absolutely stop whatever he's doing does not matter what it is uh yeah. to talk to he reminds about me it, which is really yeah he would be you know i'm just thinking about him and the don are so similar like i feel like mike would be yes like if if goody went into air shows it wouldn't be any different than what mike's doing if mike didn't go into air shows it wouldn't be any different than what goody's doing i actually agree with that a lot that's a great point they, they really are very similar super positive yeah. 
great outlooks. Um, what would you do it. if they were a formation oh, they team? Love it. Oh my god, they should be a formation team. They should be a formation team. Oh my god, did we just? No, did we? We just stepped into call it double G, Goody Goolian. Yeah, I can't. Even, I'm not even going to try to attempt to come up with a better name. <laughs> what about it's a what if we call name, it? But I don't, wait, I, that's all I got. Hold, hold my beer. Hold my beer. The Don Squad. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> the Don <Yeah>. Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, that's it. That's good. Yeah, I think. Oh my I think God. We, we need to get him out of the green room and ask him. Uh, we need to. We need to 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 proposition him uh, to. Yeah. Uh, Start a team with with Mikey G, and then during their their routine, they would just give life coaching to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like I'd be there for it. Like I'm all in, hundred percent. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I want to get his thoughts on this. Should we? Uh, should we get what, him in? Should we? Uh, yeah. Should we? Should we uh, get what? What? What's our assistant's name? I keep forgetting. We we haven't I haven't had to ask him anything in so long. I literally forgot Mitch? his name. Mitch. Mitch. Oh, that's her fault. Mitch. He's sorry. Hurtful. He's hurt. You know. Mitch, I'm sorry. I, I I haven't talked to you in months. You've been you've been here every episode. Uh, He's a recluse. I haven't talked to you in months. Yeah, yeah. Um, let let Goody know uh, to put down the uh, the San Pellegrino, mm-hmm. and uh, let's get him in here and and hit him with some hard questions. Hell yeah, Jeffrey P. Are you ready to get him in here? Let's do it. Welcome to Fly Cool. Shit. The show where Jeff Petro and Mark Pollard talk about aerobatics, unique airplanes, aviation news, and so much more. Hey, pilot, you're clear to enter the box. Smoke on. And it's in it. And it's changed even more in the last eight years. Yeah, and uh, it's, and it's you're right. It's it's very difficult. And your top guys, you know, around the world, and like here in the U.S., you know, like the Robs and the Jeffs, and you know they they can make it look easy, but you know these guys are working hard. Um, you know, more so than not. And, and you gotta, you gotta immerse yourself in it because especially all the flick combinations and you're right, you're bringing the, the flights down lower, all the negative pushing. Um, it's yeah. a serious game. There is no, no, no fucking around. I mean, this, this the real deal, man. You gotta, you gotta take it serious because it, it can't, it, it will hurt you. Yeah. Goody, no, I, I, uh, and- I hit, I hit record cause this is solid gold. Uh, so I want to, I want to let you know that, you are now on an officially recorded line. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and uh, Jeff and I recorded um, a little intro beforehand, so this will this will work out great. But this is yeah, uh, we're already this is already I mean, we we I'm so glad you're here uh, for a multitude of reasons. And this is already super interesting, uh, a super interesting topic to get into, because it's something that I think obviously for Jeff getting into unlimited this year is, is extremely relevant. Um, and, and we've seen, and we've talked in the past to people, uh, uh, you know, about having issues, um, and, and pushing it too hard. How, you know, uh, we, we've talked to Rob about this and I think Rob, um, not that certainly not that he lies. uh, And I think, I think he does have, there's gotta be some innate natural ability that he, 
physiologically uh, can can handle what he does. But how I mean, you know, looking at the top, including yourself, the top unlimited pilots like, you know, you work so hard. I mean, how much your life is dedicated to the physiological ability to do unlimited aerobatics? Yeah, you know, to be 100 percent honest with you. I think like going back to Rob, I think one thing, one of many, you know, uh, we could touch on, but one of the big things Rob has going for him besides, you know, he's a very talented individual is he is in that airplane all the time. I mean, more than anybody, the time more than anybody. It Rob is good, but he should be good because this is his job. And I'm not critiquing that, excuse me, in a negative context but it's the truth and it shows when he flies air shows when he flies competition but let me tell you i like fitness i take care of myself i try to eat good i also will indulge and you know have the fun meals like you guys talk about on the podcast but at the end of the day no matter how much i run how much i lift how much i diet yeah that stuff helps but time in the seat is so critical and putting your body through what it goes through in that airplane is the the key element and just having it used to it even like not only the g's but the rotations flying on hazy days flying on clear days flying on cool days hot days all of that changes each flight but if you're in that airplane you know like like rob all the time it definitely 100% benefits him because all he's having to do when he flies is focus on making every single element and every figure perfect to present to those judges to get to that score. His physiology side of being in the seat and handling the G's, it, it doesn't even phase him. And 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 Rob doesn't could be to. a no, it doesn't. And and you know, there are people out there. That the G's don't bother as much, but I'll have to say it's very few. Most of your top pilots, especially in the game that we're in today, the G's will eventually get you if you're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. And at the very least, it seems like that you just you get you exhaust yourself, right? Like, I mean, it's such a physical sport um, in in very unique ways. Yes, it's punishing. It's punishing. And and it seems like, Rob, not that I'm not that, you know, I mean, you guys are all it's it's exhausting. There's there's no way of getting around the fact that it's a physical exhaustion, but um, and exertion. But it it really does. Rob is just like, whatever, you know, Um, Jeff and I talked to uh, to AJ after uh, I think it was we didn't air that one. (laughs) Yeah. You remember that that (laughs) podcast? Uh, AJ was. was, he was, he was whipped. I mean, we it. all are. He, yeah. Yeah. It was right like, after he, it was literally a, an entire coaching session with Rob. It was Rob and yep. AJ of yep. doing, uh, it was outside flick day, you know, and, yeah. and talking to him, it was like, he was absolutely exhausted and rightfully so it just seems like Rob, it's amazing to me how, how he could be seemingly unfazed and in the air show world. I mean, Goulian's another example, you know, that's a hard, oh, yeah, Michael. he yep. flies in air shows. Yeah. Um, and then has to go do a press junket and talk yeah. and be uh, cognizant and and not only that engaging, <laughs> you know, it's engaging. pretty amazing. And and, and Mike, you know, of, of course, um, Michael Goulian is such an engaging, such a <clears throat> um, energetic 
uh, that's the table you want to be sitting at at a dinner because he's just that yeah, kind yeah. of person. He's just a good, he's just a good human being, and he's uh, he's just as you guys have said many times, ambassador for aviation. But you know, including Mike, I mean, Mike takes very good care of himself, and and yeah. he too though is one of these individuals. <clears throat> this is his job. He's in the seat of that airplane. Yep. He's all the time, and and the three of us. We hey look. We're, we're just dads, man. I mean, we're, we're dads yeah. that like airplanes. We got yep. kids and obligations. And you know, it's a fine balance because you want to go out and you want to fly aerobatics. You want to get better, but it's such a process. And if you can't build yourself mm-hmm. up through the process, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to get to a point to be able to sustain what it takes to fly the airplane, it's almost like every time's the first time and you're starting over every single time you get yeah. an airplane. I mean, for today, matter of fact, I just got the extra back. It's been down with Warren in Florida for six weeks. I got to, I did the thousand hour inspection. The airplane is awesome. It's tight. It's good. But I got in there and I was really struggling today. Um, the G's were bothering me real yeah. bad. The rotations were bothering me. I literally might have flown three minutes, circled around for a minute, flown two more minutes and went home. That was it. Yeah, I could not just to like get some oil and oil through the motor and just heat it up. Just so yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just enough. I mean, you're right. And it's just, uh, I know my body and yeah. I know, I know me personally, the older I've gotten is harder. It's very hard for me unless I'm in the seat. Now, once I start flying every day, boom, 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 it gets more comfortable, more comfortable where I can get to my a point like Rob of where I can focus on the flying and I'm not yeah. the whole time I'm flying subconsciously going, okay, is my head going to stay together? How am I feeling? Are these rotations that I'm about to do, are they going to bother me? Am I going to break off? So, you yeah. know, that's all bad. I mean, like as far as taking away from quality. So I'm starting in, in, in the red for sure, but I'll, I'll get on the side, the other side of it and make, yeah. you know, make myself a, to be a good point to be able to fly solid, but it's just going to take a while. And and like we be back to the sports change. It is, it's a job. It's brutal. It's hot. A lot of times it's not fun what you have to put yourself through to get to a point to make, start making progress. Yeah. Especially like that. Well, like it, for me, I was talking to Mark about this. I don't, um, I think I was talking to you too about a goodie, like the jump, the jumps in categories are, you know, they get obviously more difficult, oh. more difficult, but like the training up is, is, is longer. So like, I was saying like with an inter, you know, from sports and intermediate, if you fly a lot, you can go into the intermediate category and be very competitive. And then intermediate to advanced usually takes about a year before, or, you know, year and a half with, you know, a lot of training and you can be competitive again in that category with the proper coaching or, or, or mentor, but advanced to unlimited. The, it's it is, huge. It's huge because not only it's, the, the the half a dozen additional figures that are really difficult, the outside flicks, the the down loops or rotations, those yeah. you don't learn in a month. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. those take years to master. And that's what's it, that's the sequence. That's how that's that's if you can't outside flick good, you know, ascending, you're you're not you're not winning. Like that's just you're, it's that simple. Can I make a sweet bean <laughs> statement that you guys can can jump all over me on? Um yeah. and this is this is an outsider. Uh, looking in, right? I, I feel like, you know, primary sportsman and intermediate, uh, very, uh, very approachable to get like dual instruction on fundamentals, build up. You can, you can get in cockpit coaching, on the ground coaching. Um, and you could probably, you, you know, you get through those, 
you could probably go into advance. Well, you obviously should go into advance with a great, um, you know, fundamental basis. But you could, at that point, probably teach yourself the figures, <clears throat> and the physiological part is probably not, maybe not an insane. It, it I mean, it's it's obviously a ramp up uh, from intermediate, but um, is 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 a get it's gettable and approachable. But I feel like to unlimited, there's no way to teach like the physiological jump or, or just the, the, just the, I mean, the, 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 the skill level jump, you can, you can't, you can't do any of that with somebody. You just have to go do it, which to me seems crazy. Um, you just got to kind of go do it and then find that's out a, where you're at. That's a very good point. I mean, you know, for, for any of us, you know, we, you got somebody on the ground, they're watching you, but to your point, you're exactly right. Somebody goes, okay, Mark, I want you to pull to 45. And on the 45 line, I want you to do a three-quarter outside flip to knife edge. And there's no other thing to do but to do it. And it'll hurt. You got to make sure your speed's correct. And then it'll suck. And then you go, okay, that sucked. Yeah. I can maybe do a couple more of those. And then we got to move on to something else. It's like I said in the first podcast, you only get so many negative flicks. And then you're your body's going to go, no, you've had enough. You got to wait to another day. And so you're exactly yeah. right. The only way you're going to get through this stuff is getting in that seat and going and doing this stuff with proper coaching from the ground as far as, you know, technique, you know, how to do something. But, you know, we're humans. We can only usually handle one or two things max to focus on <clears throat> in an element. So you, yeah. you, you can't give a student you know, 10 things to think about, they'll never make any progress. So you'll get them in little stages of, okay, you know, the pitch was better. Um, the rotation rate was slow. Your ending was off, but your pitch is where it's supposed to be. So then we'll start working on increasing rotation. Then we'll start executing on stopping and how to stop only with the foot and not with the ailerons and blah, 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 et cetera. And you can build from there, but you got to go It just like, you got to go fly the airplane and you got to just go through this stuff. There's, there's no other way around it. We can talk about it, walk it on the ground, but until you get in the airplane and you do it and you feel what it feels like when you load the airplane and the sounds that it makes and the load on your body, that's the only way you're going to get there. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, listen to a lot crazy. of, um, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. I, I yeah. love going to comedy shows and, uh, big fans of, of a lot of uh, comedians and um, I'm not a huge, huge sports guy, but um, right. it's very, um, very similar. You know, these comedians talk about uh, stage time and and reps yeah. and, you know, not doing it once a night uh, for 10 minutes, but like doing it like 15 times a night, every night, seven days a week, 365 days a year, um, obviously with sports. Um, I remember, I, I think I want to say it was Tiger Woods. Um I, th I think his dad was quoted was saying like, you know, it's like the 10,000 hour rule. Like, um, you know, you got to have 10,000 hours working at your craft to be, to be good at it. Um, and it really is one of those things where you can't, there's no, <laughs> there, there's no rushing. I mean, you can obviously, uh, compress the experience level you get and compress your flights, uh, and, and get, get there quick, uh, you know, quicker than maybe somebody else, but, there's just no replacement for doing it. No, I mean, Jeff, what are you, how are you, how are you doing it? What are you feeling? Like, 
as you ventured into this, you know, next level, I mean, you were already a very talented individual where you're at in your aviation career and it's very successful in advance. And then been, you know, last few years dabbling in figures and then now you made the full commitment, but where, how do you feel? I mean, as far as where you're at and when you start selecting figures to work on and, and elements within figures, you know, um, in your mindset, is it, yeah. is, is, is tough. Yeah. Well, you know what the thing is with, with unlimited and, you know, you lived in the Northeast for a while too, is advanced and intermediate, all the subcategories you can, you take a week off and go fly it yep. with advanced. You, you pretty much could fly as hard as you want. And with unlimited, you know, with the off season, you know, if the weather's not there, which it usually isn't in the winter, and then you get that one day break, that means shit because you need to, you need to string along two or three days to get your G tolerance up. Because if you go out and just try to do some, some negative flicks, you're, you're going to wobble out or, you know, yeah. you're, you're going to really hurt yourself. And that's my biggest problem is, is I know I need time in the seat um, with, with eyes on me, obviously. Um, but I need, I need days. I need clear days. And the way I, I kind of, when I, when I made the decision to, because I'm not going to be one of those people like says, I'll fly unlimited and I'll just, I'll make it through the sequence. And it's like, I'm not going to do that. So, you know, you're making a, a commitment and I just, I, I gave myself a long period of time to get good and not, not even talking podium finish. I just mean, I want to score, you know, a true like mid seventies and up. Like I'm not talking about a, re not necessarily a regional score, but I want to get true seven fives and up on, on stuff. And again, these, it's the, the outside flick, um, you know, the, the G's you can, you can train up to pushing and pulling and, and turning a corner, you know, that's something you know, it should be natural at this point, but the outside flicks and getting the airplane to rotate at different speeds and attitudes, um, because the ascending flicks are completely different than any uh, horizontal 45 down. The ascending flicks are, it's, I would, it's a completely different, uh, figure in my opinion, the outside ones. There's just some, the inputs are, you know, the fine parts of it are just, they're so wildly different. Um, because the, the slowing down of the airplane is just has such a tremendous effect on it. Um, and then like, you know, you can come, for instance, with the ascending flicks three quarters that you and I were talking about, um, the amount of cheating and, and little voodoo you got to do to not drag that air, to have the airplane come off dirty and draggy. It's, it's really hard to figure out. And, you know, if I didn't have enough experience with fabric airplanes and underpowered airplanes and really being able to, to fly a wing, I don't think I'd be able to figure it out because if you can't feel it, you're not going to, you can't do it. And I, I don't know if you feel the same way. Like, I don't know how these, I don't think you can be a good unlimited pilot without flying an under underpowered airplane prior. Oh, even as far as fundamentals and just like basic, you let your eyes tell your hands and feet what to do. Very good stick and rudder, filling the airplane, you know, yeah, like needle feel. ball airspeed kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think one, one detriment to up flicks for any of us, is so much of aerobatics is where you look. You can you can make flying really easy on yourself or really hard on yourself just by where you let your eyeballs look out of that cockpit. That'll yeah, change everything. And going up, there's nothing to look. There's nothing to look at. So there's different techniques that you can use as far as looking over your shoulder. 
looking out at the wing. Some people is to try to get like internal timing down. If you want to say like using the force Yoda, where if you look over the cowling, over the nose of the airplane, and you use, you try to envision just a normal horizontal, I'm on a horizontal line, and I'm just going to do a three-quarter inside flick to knife edge. If you if you were to be on a horizontal line and do that, you're looking out over the nose. It's very, very easy. You have all of this world to look at, and a lot more sensory comes in as far as what to key off of, when to stop the airplane. But when you're going up and you're looking over your shoulder, if that's so you so choose to do, or out of the wing, there's less to look at, the, which then, in my opinion, affects how you input the controls. You're, you, 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 it should be the same as in the horizontal, but it's unnatural. And because of where you're looking, it's changing that timing, that element of timing of the pitch and foot and then rotation and stopping. And, you know, there's a lot of different coaches that have different techniques and ways. And I think the the best way with those up flicks, as you know, you and I have discussed some too, is, is those where you really need to be in front of somebody that knows how to mechanically do them and do them well and then help feed in different inputs to you as they're watching you on the radio because you know just like when you use video in the cockpit you know you might tell the coach on the ground i know y'all laughed about some podcasts and it's true where somebody's going i'm not doing that i'm and the person's going yeah you are and then you put yeah. it on video and they go oh my god you're you're so right i it so doesn't i gotta tell you did you hear the previous podcast about the three-quarter up flicks and me yeah because- i was yes i was listening on the, yes so like, yeah, we, I was videoing and I, I would have swore from my mother that I was accelerating the stick straight forward. And this is when I would go to, it was an inside three quarter flick. So pull the vertical and I would, you know, keep my eyes on, on the, uh, the wing to make keep vertical. And I would snap, you know, from looking at the, the, um, the sighting device. And I would swear that I was accelerating, um, forward. And then I looked at the, uh, I finally got the video, the 360 camera in the cockpit. <laughs> and because of my, my, uh, my head turning, it threw off my ergonomics with my shoulder. So it brought my shoulder in. So now yep. he, if you can imagine, so I was accelerating with not even a tinge of, of elevator. And I was getting so frustrated before that because I was coming off so draggy and this and that. So then I went online and, um, I was watching videos of, uh, Louis Vanel. And I was trying to find, you know, competent, unlimited pilots that were wearing helmet cameras. So I figured if they had a helmet a camera strapped to their head, I could see where they're looking and and see what's going on. And God damn it, Louis Vanell is is his. I'm basically do I'm doing exactly what he's doing. Um, he looks straight over the nose. He snaps, yeah. and as the as it auto rotates, he brings his eyes and part of his head to catch the uh, the the point of stoppage. I guess you want to yeah. call it. And then I sent it to. I was talking to Rob. And yeah. I sent the video to Rob and he's like, why aren't you snapping with two hands? And I'm like, I know, but I don't know. <laughs> and then I switched to snapping with two hands and I don't know. I sent Mark some of the videos and the rotation was, was blinding and my internal tiny, timing was so off that what I thought was three quarter was actually fulls. So now I have to like start from scratch, get my internal timing right again. And, um, you know, the, the, the two hand yeah. thing, I'm, I'm very fortunate because I came from the Sukhoi and you flew yeah. the Sukhoi with two hands. And so I've always snapped with two hands and ergonomically everything you just said 
what Rob was passing on to you, Louis Vanell is all spot on. And if you, if you can, you know, and your listeners right now, if you can envision yourself sitting in an airplane and you grab the stick and you move it forward and aft with one hand versus reaching down and moving forward and aft with two hands, when you're using one, it's easy to not push straight forward or pull straight back. You naturally, when you pull Mm -hmm. back, You'll want to pull to the right when you push forward. Right, you want yeah. to push to the to the left a lot of times. I know like how I'm built. So with two hands, everything is much more square. You have more strength, more power, and, and a lot more force to go straight forward or straight back. And then to the point also of looking over the nose, you know when you're on a horizontal line, you see the nose pitch, then that tells your mind to then introduce rudder. And then acceleration, but going vertical, that's why I was saying if you can look over the nose to envision that same concept to get that internal timing down, some people have a difficult time looking over the nose, starting the rotation, and then moving their neck as the rotation starting, you know, it can bother their neck. But um, I think that's all you can train up to that, you know, strength yeah. and then how, how to turn your neck. But it is shocking how much better the flick is over the nose versus over the shoulder i'm I'm the same way now my outside flicks are are spot on i'd never have problems with three quarters fulls one and a quarters i can outside flick all day long up with the best of them yeah my inside are amazing my inside flicks up they need work Um, my full is pretty good my three quarter it's it's kind of i don't know it's not it's scorable, but it's it's not where it needs to be. And so that's something that I could definitely spend a lot of time on, you know, just over the nose, over the nose and having a person on the ground and getting this timing down. And then it's more of the stopping. And then I rely a lot, a lot, a lot of my flying on internal like timing. That's all I it is. Too. I don't know if it's, it's right or wrong, but I, well, it's through thousands of that's a 10,000 hour rule. It's through thousands and thousands of reputation of, of, of reps. Yeah of doing it over and over and over and over. And you just, and that's why I always roll to the right because rolling to the right up the wing, I can see what's coming. If I roll left for me, the wing is blocking where to stop. Mm -hmm. So as the wings going around left, you can't see what's coming. So if I don't have to, I won't roll multiple rolls left because it's just more difficult to stop versus rolling right. That's just me personally. You're probably doing that more on timing going to the left then. Uh, timing's a lot of left. Yes, absolutely. It's, let's yeah. say you got to do like a half, you know, quarter or something like that. Because most of the time, like my one and a quarter is up, I can go right. I can one and a quarter left, but uh, it's it's a little more challenging for me. I got to really, I got to really work hard. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it for me, like what I do is I just, I learned this from, uh, gosh, the late uh, Nick, Nikolai, uh, uh, we'll talk about that. I think we do a special on Nikolai and and how great of a man he was. Um, but I've known yeah, him we'll, since. Yeah. Gosh, when did I first meet Nikolai? I think I was like twelve. Um, and um, and he was a lot, a lot of training with that stuff with with visioning. Like, okay, I'm here, and I want the wing to be behind my head. So that's that's just what I need to. That's where I need to envision it. And, um, and that's the way he used to fly a Sukhoi. Um, and that worked for him. And I kind of took that and, and I used that too, but 
you know, the rotation, I just sent you guys a video of it. The rotation, you, I don't know if it's just me, but there's at 400 degrees, that's got to be 360 degrees per second or faster. Like you can't spot, you know, looking down where you're going to stop at that, at that rate. That's it's timing at that point. Yes. You know, I, I just, I can't believe somebody that they're going to say they're going to snap 360 plus going up that they're, they're picking a point and a new location at a contest to to figure. I just, I don't buy it. No. I mean, and uh, like today I was doing some full flicks up and I was runway one, seven, three, five. So what I would do to work on internal timing, but to, to have a little bit of a crutch of the runway in my peripheral for stopping is I would dive from east to the west on a north-south runway, pull right over the runway. So I do the full flick up. It's internal timing, but I'm also, I can, I've done it enough. I could see the runway coming around on the stop. And then when I stop it, I'm looking off to my left and I can see there's the runway. I'm I'm perfectly in line with it. And that's spot on. Same thing with the three quarters. And then you can take that and take it into a um like I'm over a triangle field then you can take it into the center of the field where you don't have that reference and then do them too and see if the internal timing is you're carrying it through. And I think there's a lot, but it has one to pause real quick. And I know you guys are going to cover it, but I just wanted to say um, with, with Nikolai, my sincere condolences um, with Nikolai's passing. And, and I know it's been very difficult on the community and Nikolai, what he, alone um, has done for competition aerobatics and air show flying and the lives he's touched and the level of flying that he helped bring in the United States and around the world to a very, very high level. His hand has touched so many of your top aerobatic competitors and um, your n- new basic competitors who he's helped bring along the way. Um, and just what a fantastic, yeah. amazing individual and, and, and that, that he, he, uh, was, and, um, it's just, uh, it's, it's a very sad thing, but I, I wanted to say that. And I know you guys yeah. will be covering that in depth, um, at some point, but, um, but yes, um, um that was very, very sad to Super hear. influential. Super influential. Yeah. I mean, there was, I I mean, he, he, um, I mean, God, he predated, he predated Coco, didn't he? I mean, he, he, he was a phenomenal coach that, that really, really taught a lot of, and his air show act, you know, not a lot of people talk about his air show act. He was a phenomenal air show pilot. Oh, let me tell you something. My first advanced contest in 1998 in Sebring, Florida. There was 11 or 13 unlimited competitors and Nikolai was flying his 26. And when he flew the four minute free, everybody's mouth was just wide <laughs> open. I wish, oh, I, I, wish had I could have seen that the video or had that on video because he was doing stuff in the airplane. It was yeah. like no other. And I have yet to see that replicated. And it was truly incredible and then yes his his competition abilities were you know at the best in the world also and just just what a incredible incredible person yeah there was yeah. you know i've flown in front of some uh, not some, not a lot but enough of uh 
you know, these super high, high rated pilots like Sergey and Nikolai and, um, gosh, Rob, all those, but like there, Nikolai was the one person by far that I wouldn't get ner- I wasn't nervous to fly in front of him. Um, but he, for me, I, he, he got everything he could out of me. Like I wanted to try so hard not to impress him, but like, cause of, you know, he was my idol as a kid. I remember watching, you know, him on, on the TV when he won the, the known in the 96 whack and, yep. um, you know, Sage, Oklahoma. yeah. And he was, he was, he was an idol to me. And now, you know, he's on the ground watching me and talking to me and it was just, you know, it was a total pinch me moment, but, um, he was, he, I'll never get that feeling flying in front of anybody else besides him. He just, he was just, you know, he's, I don't want to say, uh, like a cliche thing, but yeah, I was just so pumped up and, and, you know, maybe too excited at times <laughs> to, uh, to fly, to fly in front of him just because he was just such a big deal to me. No, he is, you know, he, look, you know, Nikolai, like Nikolai Sergei, very, very close friendship you know like brothers very very close those guys go way back together but you know nikolai and sergey the I, I think if you were to write down all of your air show and competition pilots nikolai and sergey and i'm i'm bringing sergey into this some um, because of how close those two guys were they talked all the time they're just yeah. they they just very very close but their hands have just really touched so many pilots' lives. With, and then these pilots also, especially the ones that Nikolai has spent a lot of time with, has taken that knowledge and then now carried it on to helping new individuals. So it's just we have been so blessed and fortunate to have had him in our lives to pass on uh the 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 love of aerobatics the the skills and the knowledge and as i saw somebody post on uh the exploded paramount pictures and yeah yeah, that he he loved that that was his thing but from the psychological side of flying to the mechanical side to the the mechanical maintenance side of things you know he knew the sukhoi inside and out and just incredible individual but i i won't I know you guys will be no, it's covering all a lot stuff. of that, but, uh, but yeah, but just uh, I'm so glad that you you touched on that. Yeah, he's one I of the mean, great Sukhoi he... practitioners of our uh, uh, ever. Yes, was he the reason you got into the Sukhoi, or one of the reasons? My main okay. reason was the Sukhoi. I got in the Sukhoi was because um, Sergey. I flew in front of Sergey in Hubie Tolson Sukhoi. We met in Warrington, Virginia. I flew up there in my pits. Hopped in uh, uh, Hubie Sukhoi, never flown a Sukhoi before. He said, this is how you start it. <laughs> this is how you do this, blah, blah, blah. And so I went up in it, and I was just like, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah. I was scared to death. This thing's shaking and rattling and it, no sensation like I've ever felt. The prop's spinning the wrong way. Everything's weird. And um, I went up and flew the airplane in front of Sergei, and he go, okay, goody, I would like for you to demonstrate – Full inside flick, full inside flick 45. You know, I, so I was just doing this stuff for him. He goes, okay, goody land. And I landed and then that was it, man. He goes, okay, you got to be in a Sukhoi. And then from that <laughs> day forward uh, with Hubie Tolson's help, 
um, he was a huge mentor to me in moving into the Sukhoi and helping guide me because he is such so knowledgeable with the airplane that that was my airplane of choice. And I was very fortunate to come out of the Pitts S2B after coming back from Grossenheim, Germany, the 2000 Advanced World Championships and um, moved into a brand new Sukhoi in 2001. And uh, and then, as I had said before, I struggled for a really, really long time because I went from advanced <laughs> to unlimited to a new airplane, and I'd only been in the sport a year and a half, and it was just a young, dumb kid just trying to bite off way too much. But that's such an unconventional to airplane, too. Yes, yes, but it's an amazing, amazing machine. I'm sitting here looking at some pictures of it here in my office, and it's just sometimes like I got to fly that thing, and it's truly Gorgeous. remarkable airplane. They they did a one hell of a job designing that airplane, and um, once you learn to fly it, man, it was it was pretty. It was it was fun to to watch people fly it, and it was fun to fly. Yeah, makes you wonder is, why you, um, that airplane didn't come back. You know, I know it was there was talks, right? Um, yeah. we were hearing about a, a, a I think it was I think it was carbon monocoque, but like a largely composite version. Um, that kind of never, uh, never came into fruition. And, and Jeff and I have been talking a lot about airplanes. Uh, you know, we have, uh, uh, you know, like extra just announced, uh, an, a, a beefier aileron setup for the NG. Obviously the 330 SX is, is yeah. fresh, uh, on, on everybody's <laughs> mouth. Um, <laughs> I love you know, the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly um, how I, feel. I feel the same way. Like why, why? It, why? Well, you know, kind of tying into the Sukhoi, uh, obviously, you know, I, I, I've never flown one. I would love to fly one, but I, I make the argument, I've made the argument that it's, it's the oldest still relevant airplane for unlimited aerobatics. And it just makes you wonder why that are, somebody hasn't tried to bring that airplane back into the, into the forefront. Um, cause I, I feel like they would sell if they did. No, um, yeah, I think you're, I like think you're exactly right. I think you're exactly right. I mean, especially you know, look, when the Sukhoi and the Cap uh, 232, the Edge 540, those airplanes were in their heyday. They were all about price point of the same. All those airplanes yeah. were about $250,000, which at the time, you're still going, holy shit. You know, there's that's through yeah. the roof. Now you're looking at $600,000 yep. for an airplane that is only made for competition flying you can't use it for anything else you, you don't want to go one places mission. in it it's one mission and the, the the very few people that have the time the money to sink into a piece of equipment like that it's just you're at the tip of the spear so like with the sukhoi you're right i mean there's used ones out there that you can get for you know i'm not saying there's not cheap by all means i know you know it's it's tough for a lot of people with things with the economy and stuff oh, right totally. now. But, but you know, you look at a $120,000, airplane, you could find a Sukhoi versus $600,000, and you can compete all day long in that Sukhoi yeah. and win. And so, yeah. yeah, to your point, Mark, I mean, oh, my God, if, if somebody could bring that airplane back and produce it, uh, because it truly was, I think that was Jeff in your last podcast was, you were talking about the, the new extra or, oh no, things you'd want to change and talking about the rudder cable system. And I'm in complete agreement with that, the way the Sukhoi's rudder cable system was set up 
compared to how the extras rudder cable system is set up is night and day. I mean, the Sukhoi, you would get in it, it looked like Boeing or McDonnell Douglas or Incredible. built the airplane because it's it was built by the government and well, the Sukhoi yeah. Design Bureau. So, I mean, it was it, it was very well thought through. Everything about it, everything was big and thick and strong. Like you did, We would make jokes where you could get an extra and just go, up, there goes the rudder. <laughs> yeah. Up, I got the stick in my hand. And, and, and I love the, I love the 330. I'm just yeah, kidding, but Walter, but the Sukhoi <laughs> was beefy. Yes. Oh, it would take a beating. I mean, yes. look at, um, we had Jeff on bourbon talking about with, um, the, uh, Sukhoi that flew through the wires and then went yes. around and then landed. That would never yeah. happen in an yeah. extra. No, that, no. that airplane could take a beating. The engine could take a beating. Um, and it just keeps going. You mean, look at Castor Fantoba. One of the most talented yeah, still doing it. pilots in the world. He's still That's doing incredible. it. And he still flies at such a high level. He's fun to watch. Another fun guy you want to sit at a table with. Just an amazing person, human being. And But he competes with the, the best in the world in the 330s, in the MXs, and is right there with them. And it's yeah. just that airplane yeah. will, you know, in the right hands. Um, as with Castor, would will still be right there in the top. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. it's just an incredible machine. I wish it would come back. Well, yeah, and, 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 the, and the Russians only went to su- on, to SCs because the Sukhois that they had were, you know, they couldn't get spares for. Yep, yeah, they just the whole that whole program. To my knowledge, there might be more. It just slowly just fell apart, went away. Yeah, yeah. Like fizzled. Yeah, just fizzled. And yeah. and the Cap two three two. I, I, I never flew it. I had some chances, but I heard, you know, that airplane, you know, talking with David over the years and competing against David Martin and watching him fly. And here again, one of the most talented guys on the planet. Um, it's just a wonderful airplane. But it, when when he flew it or even other top pilots flew it, it looks pretty for a wristy flying. It just looks beautiful and it flies it mm-hmm. well. And um, I heard it was a very straightforward airplane to fly, so like the 330SC, just a very stable platform. Um, but it's too bad that airplane's gone. You know, another amazing yeah. airplane. Yeah. yeah. And they fixed the issues with it, which was nice. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, but like, if I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to just blurt out an answer. But if I got into making the decision to go unlimited now, so single place, um, you know, unlimited performance. Um, there's not a doubt in my mind that I would get, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, and I wouldn't get an SC at this point, you know, um, oh, just okay. because of the, the prices. I mean, so yep. it would, uh, and then Sukhoi is a lifestyle change. So, um, you know, who knows? Who <laughs> that's knows a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like, uh, go down that rabbit hole, but I don't know. I mean, like, I think right now, if you're not going to go Sukhoi and make that commitment, I mean, cause you need, like you at Hubie. So you need somebody that's very familiar with it. Um, you can't just go into it blind. So I had a few opinion. things. You're you're 100% right. I had a lot of things working for me when I went to that airplane. Hubie, number one. Sergey, number two, to teach me how to fly the airplane. Three, Vladimir Yastimsky out in San Diego. Those three guys enabled me to be in that airplane, Hubie's guidance to a young kid 
helping me get good in the airplane, how to support it, how to maintain it, introduced me to Sergey. Sergey got me good in the airplane through many, many, many years. And I did have the help in the early days of Phil Knight when he was still coaching. Phil and I had a nice relationship for years um, when he was coaching. And then Sergey was helping me. I mean, I think I've, I've been through six different trainers over the years and almost 30 years of doing this. But uh, And then Vladimir, I would airline Vladimir back and forth between California and Rock Hill, South Carolina to do all the annuals. Sometimes I would go to Newburn where Hubie was. We'd bring Vladimir in together to split the cost. Vladimir would do both airplanes and he would leave. And so we had this I think people still do that with group. Vladimir. Vladimir, yes. He he took one of my yeah. motors along with seven others, sent them back to Russia. When, I, when my chip oil light came on, I was making metal and uh, had that motor rebuilt. And so, you know, you, you have to have a network. You have to have uh, individuals around you that can help support that airplane. I will have to say the beauty of the extra is you push it out, you turn the key, and you go fly it. And firewall forward, most any mechanic can work on a Lycoming. They're making yep. the airplane. Parts are available. There's a lot of knowledgeable individuals to help support that airplane. And that's one detriment to the Sukhoi right now is exactly what you said, Jeff. You got to have a big, big support group to keep that airplane running and then to teach you to fly it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And, um, but I would, Mark and I were talking about this the other day too. And it seems, you know, the edge 540 right now is a good way to go. Yeah, oh, that's okay. If you're you going to find the edge. One. Yep. Yep. If you can find one. Yep. You know, I mean, you're, yeah. you're 200,000 ish and yeah. which is one third. And gosh, I mean, I think it outperforms, you know, it's, uh, it's a great airplane. There's no doubt about it. It is a great airplane. Goody, um, yeah. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Cause yeah. you mentioned, you know, uh, when you mentioned uh, the edge, you know, it's like there was a heyday of, of, unlimited monoplanes right where they're like the the competition of of airplanes you know cap sukhoi extra um edge yep you know before mx was a thing and before we kind of lost uh zivco and the edge uh to you know government contracts or whatever they're doing now um and you know the sukhoi kind of fizzled uh maybe maybe we do in 20 years look at this time and say hey this was another maybe um unlimited monoplane heyday but i really feel feel like that was that was like the golden era of uh, competition monoplanes. Um, you know, maybe yeah, I don't know. The the laser wouldn't be included in that, but but deserves to be, I guess, um, uh, because yeah. that was such an iconic airplane. But uh, you know, we just we don't have that anymore. We don't we don't have that that you know varied manufacturer, uh, or at least as varied um, as it was. But where do you think where do you think the sport is going to go now? Because you know, like we had talked about with with the NG getting, um, you know, kind of an aileron uh, option, right? A, a modified aileron option. We have the MX2 being arguably ninety eight point five percent of an MXS. Um, okay. I don't know if the same same probably can't be said uh, of the NG and the SX and the SC, right? But um, you know, we've seen some pretty powerful and serious two place um, unlimited capable monoplanes, um, but the MXS being probably. I don't know. I'm just curious as an SC operator, 
what would you call as like the gold standard? Uh, I, I know the SC is probably the gold standard, but the I think the MXS we're seeing people kind of shift to that. Um, we're seeing extra make moves to try to arguably keep up, keep relevant, but also keep up, um, and 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 keep modifying their airplane for for the future. What what are, what are we looking at in ten years for an aerobatic monoplane? Where's the sport going? Okay, you know that that's that's a really good question. Um, the, it, backing up, like I said earlier, the sports changed from, uh, 2015 to 2023. And then from, I'd say from, uh, 2007, 2006 to say 2015, you know, these jumps that so drastically with the requirements of the pilot's and the skill level and the dedication of the figures and the planes have had to keep up and the planes are keeping up. But as the flying's gotten more difficult, it goes to what you're saying. Okay. Where, what are we going to do with airplanes right now? I do think the 330 SC is the gold standard. The MX MXS. I think that airplane also too would be right up there at the gold standard if there were more of them. Extra is pumping out. I'm just, I'm, and I don't, you can fact check this. I don't know if this is exactly right. I would assume they're producing more airplanes, 330 SCs a year than MXSs are coming out. I think is, oh, by probably four to one. Four to one. Okay. So, and I think as Rob has continued to evolve in his airplane, and help evolve the airplane and people are going, Hmm. All right. Here's one guy that's very successful in that airplane. Could I too maybe be successful in it? And there's a lot of variability with that. You know, yeah. Rob has been doing this a long time. It's his job. He's talented. We can go on and on and on about Rob. That's all well known, but can someone else purchase an airplane, an MXS and, put all that same time, effort, and energy into it to be able to fly it at the gold standard of the 330SC. I think one reason it has gotten so much attention also is with the French. The French are the gold standard in aerobatics, in my opinion. They are the pinnacle of Aristi flying. We all want to try to fly like the French. And it's very beautiful to watch. It's fun to watch. Um, and if you were to pull these guys aside, guys and girls, um, Jeff and I were talking about this, Jeff Bourbon, the amount that they fly is you would you would be blown away. It's it's so much. And here again, it's their job. So they should yeah. be good. If you if yeah. you go to to the ten thousand hour rule. It will apply you repetitive over and over. They're flying so much, hundreds of flights. And, you know, we'll, yeah. Jeff Burton, they're, they're, they're at Acro Camp every day. It's Acro every, Camp every yes. day. And they're every just day. beating these. Yeah. And then, okay, one breaks. Here's another one. They have a, a full time uh, crew chief, you know, uh, psychologists, coaches. Um, you have to work your way into the system. It's a proven it's an system. F1 race it, team. Yes, it works for them. So if let's say they all flew MXs, 
then maybe then the MX, you know, just sort of hitting this from different points is so fun to like just yeah. throw all these ideas um, out there. But I'm enjoying you know, that shit. could be the goal. That could be a gold standard because yeah. I think right now we just don't have enough of our pilots um flying the MX um to say yes, it is the gold standard. And and, and a lot of that is Rob's a Rob is a gold standard. So you're taking a gold standard pilot. Yes. And I, could Rob do as well in a 330 SC? I would suffice to say, yes, I, I could be wrong, but it might take him a little while because it's a different airplane or put him in a Sukhoi or something. But so I think where I'm trying to go with this is that, you know, the gold standard of airplane, I think is going to be really the amount of people that are flying it at a high level and, and that are in numbers like the French have them in numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we just, yeah. and yeah. And then, and then rest of the world, you go to a, you know, I remember my first world contest. You saw, um, for y'all's point, you saw, uh, edge five forties. You saw Sukhois mainly cap two, three, twos, two, three ones. And that was really it caps and Sukhois. That was the game. If you weren't in a cap, if you weren't a Sukhoi, a few edges sprinkled in there. You weren't, you were nobody. If yeah. you saw a 300 S there, it was laughable. You know, if you saw, was, a I was just going to say that was such was a, laughable. such a level below. Yeah. Yeah. A level below, even though an amazing airplane, but as this, it goes back, the sport has exponentially gotten more difficult. Now you're starting to make the Sukhois and the caps work even harder. And the Sukhoi actually would start struggling that's where they started going into making this M3 later with longer wing tips and a bigger horsepower because this is what would happen with the Sukhoi. You go out and you fly on a Texas 105-degree day, high-density <laughs> altitude. That airplane, if you get it low and slow in the box, the presentation and the pop to the flight just is not there. And I'm speaking from experience. I got myself in a hole many a times. I like to fly low. I like to fly in the judge's face. Well, it got me a few times and and I was dead in the water and the airplane lost its pizzazz. And so you would end up having to dive in from so high in the Sukhoi on these hot days, it would lose its umph. And so you'd end up flying it higher, which you don't want to do because the judge is like it lower in your face. And as y'all point out, it is a bigger airplane. So you can get away with it being a little bit higher, a little bit further away. But yeah. if you were to go fly your airplane right after an Edge 540, they're going to call you low all day long because you just flew after a little bumblebee who can be low and not look low. And then yeah, you come down right. to that same altitude in the Sukhoi. So, so yes. Yeah, so, you know, I, I don't know. The 330 SC, that's what everybody's in now. So if at a contest of 50, there's 35 here again. Yeah. You're in numbers, man. Your your gold yeah. standard is there, and it's a proven airplane. It holds together as long as people fly it within limits. And I know a lot of people are flying yep. the things way too hard. It's you don't need to fly it. You don't need to so yeah, fast. You no, you don't. It's well, just there's an, no need. There, another component to it too is like is, you know, especially looking at the French. Like the the American team is so unique in in the fact that. Yeah, there's there's a few SCs. Uh, I mean, mostly SCs in Unlimited, but like, look at the advanced team. It's like it's it's a who's who of of airplanes, you know, yeah. that are that are tied up in there. So coaching that, I would imagine, is extremely difficult. Whereas you look at the French, it's one airplane, 
you, yep. they have a formula. It's very formulaic. Not that they fly robotically. They all have their own style. But to to do the maneuvers, that, that's an easy um, the curriculum, you know, a, an easy flow, right? A path to 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 get somebody up to speed in that airplane. Whereas you're not having to teach to a Sukhoi to an Edge. Uh, or anything else or an mx <laughs> uh no, i guess in the case that's of a very odd, good point you know yeah no it's a very good point it's everything is the is the same like and so whether it's working on them parts you can jump from one airplane to another get up to speed from you're flying number one today now tomorrow you're flying number three well hey they might feel a little bit different but you'll get up to speed after a few flights and be good to go but you're right the technique applied is exactly the same for all the pilots and all the airplanes because it's the same airplane. It'd be like us in the airline world going going from a, a Boeing to an Airbus, you know, and going like, oh, okay, I forgot. Now, what do I need to do in this airplane? Yeah. This logic is different than in this airplane. I haven't flown in this one in a while. And, and yeah. then you've got, you've got two different coaches, two different coaching styles. I mean, it's just... It, it does make sense, and, and that's I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's a little more challenging if a coach has never flown a type airplane to advise on how to mechanically load the airplane to present the figure properly. That's where Sergey, in my opinion, is the best around, as if he is sitting in your lap and. He, He's telling you how you need to load the airplane. And if you listen carefully and do what he says, the airplane will do exactly what it's supposed to do every single time. So I'm sure there's some challenges with, uh, you know, coaching multiple different airplanes. I'm, I've, I've never done that, but just from yeah. being in the sport and, and talking about this, I, I'm sure there's, there's those challenges. And especially if you have no experience in those airplanes. Yeah. I would imagine that's very difficult. Yeah. That's, I mean, you look at the French, no wonder. I mean, it's a, it's a formula for success. So you, it's no wonder that they're successful. I mean, yeah, it just it's, makes obvious sense. It just makes obvious sense. So I don't, you know, it'll be neat to see um, where the sport goes. I, I hope the sport can, excuse me, can continue to grow. I mean, it was y'all's last podcast was really interesting. It sounds like, uh, is it Chad or Shad that's putting on the contest? Oh, I don't want to say his name. Shad? Chad. Okay. It sounds like he's um gonna put on a, an awesome contest. And, yeah. and you're right. We we need you know, it, it takes all of us to run a contest. You know, you you need the volunteers, but we also need pilots for the volunteers who are the pilots to make all this work and run, but to make it fun. But how it's do we keep bringing people out? They're supposed to be fun, right? And so, you know. <clears throat> I don't know. I think aerobatics will always be here, but with in context to really high level and, you know, the gold standard airplane or world contests, I, I don't know where that's going to be in 10 years. I, I just, I don't know yeah. how much more difficult they can make it. Um, yeah. I know they continue to try to make it, but the equipment is so expensive. And then the yeah, the, how much more expensive as, can they make the equipment? <laughs> right. I mean, well, you, we, you had look made, at it. we had made the argument that it's you know I get the feeling, and I could be completely off base here, but it just seems very one sided as far as the worlds go. Like the Europeans, like we 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 are the ones that go over there every every time, and then for advance this year, like the French aren't even showing up, you know. Right. And 
you know, I was thinking more along the lines, like we can have our own worlds here. I mean, we got Canada who's got a supply of pilots now, you know, and that's international technically, and we'll just do our own thing. You know, maybe yeah, I don't know. Be- Bohemian aerobatic team. That's right. We we just need more. Yeah, we need more warm bodies. It's tough. I mean, you look. Hey, yeah. you you take uh, six or eight individuals, and you make them come to one spot versus taking forty individuals and them coming to one spot. Is it's it makes sense while it's always in Europe and it, it's easier. And they have a very big uh, network and support group and all the aero clubs and. Um, there's just a lot of support for aerobatics over here where, over, excuse me, in Europe, but in the United yeah. States, it's completely the opposite. And it's tough. I mean, it's tough for aerobatic boxes to stay up and running. If they get shut down. There's, you know, yeah, for numerous yeah. reasons. And, um, and then, you know, to take a group of people for a hobby, I hate using that word, but at the end of the day, that's what it is. But to take a group of individuals and spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of your money to train and get good and take airplanes apart and ship them and leave your family and leave your job to go over to compete in a world championship is just asking so much. And all the individuals that have done it, it is, it's impressive. It's awesome. It's a dedication and, and my hat's off to them, but you know, it's uh, it's different in Europe. It's it's not they're not in the same, I think, uh, situation we are. It's just much more difficult. And you know, I don't know how many more people are going to continue to be able to to hang in there at that level when you talk talking about team stuff and going over there. I think it's more of a it's a, a financial uh, burden. Sometimes it's a family burden. And you know, if you had yeah. uh, airplanes available uh, that could be shipped. All you have to do is either drive or airline into an airport. You go train in these airplanes. Airplanes are taken care of. You just get on an airliner. You show up in Europe. Here's the same airplanes you've been practicing in. You go yeah. compete in them. You leave. Somebody takes them apart. I mean, that's what they're doing over, and that's what the French are doing. And, you know, I mean, they're good. It's what it is. It's just there's nothing else really to say. I mean, they're just <laughs> – Hey, they're really like, good. They got a system and they're good and they're going to continue to be good. And, you know, I still think we can beat them one day. Um, but you, we just need the right combination. There's got to, there's like Kirby used to always tell me, he's like, the stars have to align just so right. And there's so many things that you can't control. And we just need that. You know, you, you get the right group of people in there, the, the airplanes are available, finances are available, people are in a good place in their life. And it all comes together and, you know, you can make something happen, but, you know, time, excuse me, time and time again, it just, you know, it's, we don't have enough firepower and enough support and yeah. front on every front. So I don't mean to get on yeah. a tangent what about on that, if, but. What about if worlds went to like the Olympics every four years? And I mean, this would take a drastic, it would take a radical uh, change in obviously how um, that's really done in the United States. But like Good point. having a world championship every year, um, I could easily be swayed uh, to believe that that is a crazy notion, right? I mean, like I know we have World Series, I know we have you know Super Bowl every year, but uh, a wor- like a world, true world stage level of c- competition, and it doesn't necessarily have to be every year. And in fact, it would probably it would probably improve the sport if it wasn't even at least maybe every other year. 
I, I think you have a good point. So, so it's every two years. So, but if you think, think about this, like, for example, I don't know if this is a good example, but like, so it's team selection this year, this year. All right. I'm going to use Jeff as, as the example. Jeff tries out. I'm sorry. I said worlds. I meant nationals and then having worlds every, oh, four, years. Na- every four years. Uh, yeah, nationals, yeah, no, nationals every two or, or yep. at least, you know, ha- get more time for advance and unlimited. Both, both teams get, get more time. And then, you know, maybe every four years, there's a, there's a, a world um, championship, a world championship. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. So like, say for example, this year in September, you're going to have a few new unlimited pilots. They make the team. Okay. They only have from September to that following summer, about six yeah. months, not even that before, if they ship their airplane to dedicate every ounce of their time and money to they're new. So they're new in the sport. They made the team because they deserve to make the team, but it's hard. It's hard and unlimited, but now you're getting ready to go find the world championships. Everybody there is good. And to get ready in four or six months, it's, it's exactly to your point. It's not enough time. So if you could say, make a team and then, in two years, you're getting yeah. ready. And and granted, you have your season pilots. And the team they, stay together. And this team stays together. They practice together. They train together. And look, we all have lives. You, you, you Sometimes you can make training camps. Sometimes you can't. Maybe you have little mini yeah. camps or you stage your airplanes in a place. And here again, you airline in, you bang out some flying, yeah. then you go home. But life is- It would take the edge is, off. Yes, it would take the edge off. And then those are good good ideas and thoughts and to knock around and to keep knocking around because it's uh it's not enough time. I mean you 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 look at world class athletes that are or in the Olympics and they have they've been first they've been doing this their entire life. And yeah. then they have all this time to get ready for it while they're still living their life because most people have lives um that they're doing other things, you know, moms, dads, working, whatever. And and they're getting ready, but you have time. You you can't get up to speed on a sport in four to six months and be ready. No. It's just it's not enough time. So I mean, it might take the pressure off and and allow a bigger turnout for people to get ready. Say at nationals, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to commit. I'm I've I'm trained up. I'm going to go for it. And then now I've got either another two more years to get trained up for a world championship because it's the world's. I mean, these are your yeah. top competition pilots in the world. And, yeah. you know, it's, there, there are a lot of really, really good ones. And that, that's what they call it. The world championships. I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, so I'm those are great ideas for the nationals though. The nationals, it needs to be, it's not, it's a big event. And I think it needs to, to get that priority to, to, and that feeling that it's a big event, not just, just show up and, and fly. And I'm not saying that there should be a quality. I'm just saying that it's a it's a big deal. And it's a big deal. You know, Dude, national champion uh, is a it's a huge that's that it could be the highlight of of any pilot's aerobatic pilot's career. Yeah. And I a think national that, champion. I mean, nationals is big. Yeah, which Chad, you know, talking to us about nationals, and um I think he's he's setting it up for a good future. I think that they're gonna like any business or or work like this you're going to learn a lot the first year you're doing it there's going to be mistakes and 
things you're going to want to do differently. But you know, any any good um, nationals in this example, it's going to take. I don't know if you guys agree, but it's going to take three to four years to get to get right. You know, and and make it work to, to its fullest potential. And um, I think just having the non-flying activities or flying-related activities, whether it's like you know, like what they do at AirVenture, they do, what's that movie on the lawn? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like the Top Gun or movie night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to keep everybody together or like doing like a big barbecue thing and or this or that. And, um, you know, because we're all, it's a shame to not all stay together or the majority say this. We all are such a few amount of people that enjoy this hobby and, and have a passion for it. So why yeah. not like want to spend it all together? Like why it shouldn't be clicky. I mean, you're going to get those like, right. Goody, like you're going to get the dozen people that that's just the way they work. And, and that's the mentality they're going into it. And, and that's fine. But like, for the most part, everybody pretty much knows their place, you know, as far as, as, as far as where, where they need to be and, and, and what it is. So um, it should be a fun event, you know, no, it should be not seriously. I've- I've, I listen to you. So I listen to you guys regularly. You know, most of most of my podcast listening, you know, is commuting to and from work and that kind of stuff. But uh, you all have made some very good points. And and, and like your last one, just because so, we're talking about this, I mean, it should be fun. It is a hobby. We're all very, very, very fortunate to get to do this, whether you're flying basic or you're flying unlimited and everything in between. You know, to be a pilot for one thing is is really cool to be able to fly an air, air, airplane upside down is really cool. And the fact that yeah. we all can come together in one spot and share the same commonality, the same likeness, the same interest, we should get together and spend more time with exactly what you're saying as a group. Instead of we show up, we go to a briefing, you go to your spots, you you go fly and then yeah. you put your airplane up and then you grab a couple buddies and you go to dinner and it doesn't give you that opportunity to get to know other people. One of the best examples that yeah, I saw sure, of with. this, yes, was in Sebring. And I was telling my father-in-law this the other day, we were talking about this and we will never see again what we had. And I wish some of the newer people in the sport could experience this and even some of the personalities and the people. But what they would put together at the Sebring contest and the, um, the turnout, the bands on the ramp, the cookouts on the ramp, the bands at the banquet, dancing, just having a fun, fun time. You know, taco yeah. margarita night. You know, people have sombreros on. You're all hanging out. We're looking at uh, satellites going through the sky. And and uh, what's amazing. all in front of us is airplanes, like you were saying in your last podcast. It, you know, yeah, that museum is cool. And that's fun. It's a good gathering place because we can have some beers. And I, I get the, the the logistic thing and of, you know, you know, you got a public airport, yeah. use place, out, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, but... You know, it kept everybody together and and you really got to know these people. And and if you didn't know somebody, you know, you would bump into them on the ramp and then it made the next day even that much more fun. So by the end of three or four days, you know, or if you were there all week practicing, which a lot of us would do and then do the contest, 
Um, and we had a huge turnout. I mean, at like 80 competitors. I mean, at a regional yeah. contest, it was unbelievable. But and like high ranking people too. High ranking people. They always said, "Goody," because I was new. He said, "They said if you can do well at Sebring, you'll do well at nationals." And it's the truth because it brought in your top pilots. And we do need that. We need to somehow keep us all together. If people, it's so hard for so many of us to put your egos to the side. And realize, yeah. look, we all like airplanes. We all fly airplanes. We're all here doing aerobatics. There's different skill levels, but you know what? You go do anything in life, there's going to be different skill levels. So while we're all here together, let's just have a good time, get to know each other, and 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 stay as a group as, as best we can. And that that should be a, like something that we should try to achieve 100% because yeah. of sports. We're lacking that. We're totally lacking totally. that. And I mean, I'm yeah. guilty of it. You know, you go there, you have your longtime friends. Some of these people you only get to see once a year. So you want to catch up with them, hear about their family. What are they up to? Yeah. You know, and, and then you'll talk to some about flying, but, but when it's, when their time's right. And, um, but most of the time, you know, we, 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 we fly, we do our job and we go home and I'll, and I'll throw one more thing in there. Sometimes as Chad was saying, it's a big commitment for a week, you know, 10 days, you're showing up at one of these things. And then as your categories get a little more difficult, you're having to put in these long days. And I don't mean like having to, it's a good thing. We're fortunate, we're, but it's part of the process. Yeah, it's a long but day. then you're working on sequences and then you're trying to build these sequences and get these things turned in by deadlines. So you want to hang out, but then you go, well, I got to go do this. There's a briefing at this time. There's a lot of other moving parts. And I'm sure as this, as the years go by, like you're saying, if you can get one person running and massage this whole thing to figure out, okay, how can we do all that and be efficient, but yet keep the camaraderie and keep all the pilots together and make it fun and laugh and like, like music, just, just having music, around you all the time music does such good things for the soul and just having music playing i mean it just it, yes. it affects your mood it's just good it's like all right that's some you know just stuff like simple things you know i don't know like you could you could really change the environment corn um, things a couple corn all holes. that yes yeah. you know more oh, food true. trucks more i mean we could yeah. we could you can have a whole podcast about that, but I mean, you, know, you don't even need like food trucks. Like you just get a ton of coolers with some drinks and snacks and some music playing and just some stupid shit going on. Like yeah. we're all into that. Like we're all, we're yeah. all mental, you know, we're all a little crazy yeah. and like, yeah, we, we, just, we, don't, we don't need, but we don't need, I don't need much to have a good time. I don't think any aerobatic right. guy needs, I mean, we're flying aerobatics for Christ's sake. So like, right. we don't need right. much more, you know, we just want to have some good times. Jeff but, uh, Bourbon says it best with the whole mental thing. He's like, you know, Goody, we've talked about this earlier. It's like, you know, doing this aerobatic stuff, it's like putting a straight jacket on, <laughs> putting it on. Somebody puts you in a padded room and just asks you to just throw yourself against the wall for hours, take yeah. you out, take you out of the straight jacket and go, do you want to do that again? You go, yeah. And you put it back on, you go back in there and, you know, throw yourself against the wall. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're all just trying to fly these airplanes, find the best we can. You know, you get yeah. your T-shirt, you get your trophy, but we all go back home to our families, loved ones, and we get to do it again another day. So while we're there, yeah. we may as well be having some fun, too, and not be so sterile. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
And now um, boundary judging. No, so I think that's going to really speed things up at nationals because boundary oh, judging. Oh, that's music to my ears. <laughs> yeah, God, that's I, oh, fantastic. Dude, I, I almost lost the nationals to a fucking boundary judge. Like, you know, it, y'all y'all beat it up. It, it's just so. I mean, I know it can go back and forth, and but I, I, honestly, it the biggest thing. Um, and not to have too much of a rabbit hole with it is is the time <laughs> too. It's like you go, yeah. you're right. You know, how many times are they going, we're looking for John Smith for the Northeast boundary and we can't find yeah. him and or the 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 strings have fallen down and we gotta go fix them, or you know, other radios aren't score working, sheets. or they're not charged, or score sheets. I mean, it goes on and on and on with the boundaries. And you're right, yeah. depending on how you sit there, you can move left or right, and the airplane. Is in or out? Hundreds of and, yards. Oh God, it's yeah. it's shocking. So I'm more for the if if somebody flies a tight flight and it's presented yeah. as the you're sitting there watching a play, right? And if you if if you go out by a quarter of a wingspan, but you flew the flight just perfectly and lost, it's like come on. I mean, and that's yeah. just that's just my opinion. It's like it's because that's not going to make a difference in the presentation score. No, you're not out by seven airplane lengths. You know, it's um and and the, like you said, the top people they're going to fly it where they're supposed to fly it, and they're not going to be yeah. you know in bumfuck. You know, it's like so. I think that's a great move, and things will move smoother, and it's just yeah. less stuff they'll have to mess with. Yeah, and I would be. I think that the only argument that somebody can make to have boundary judges is if they had a structure or a system in place to go to boundary judging school. But you can't just pick some rent. Like I always think about, you know, no, there should be training level unlimited guys that like invest all this money, and then they're calling Joe Blow out there, who like probably was drinking like because he's not flying, drinking his face off the night before, and now like you, like you, like you, you invest all this time and money, and this guy's like half hung over leaning to the right and and not and giving you like 200 yards less in the box so like it's just like a joke at that point no it's a little silly and i i, I think you know the only time um that it was effective and i talked about the last time i was on with you guys was in england in 2009 and we had yeah. a military radar tracking system and it was spot on so you know it was almost scary accurate but you know unless you had some kind of system like that um it uh I think at the end of the day, um, you know, if it's real windy, you know, unless they split the category because the it starts late or something, you're all flying in the wind, you know. So you're all going to be flying the same conditions, and you know, not having boundary judges, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be too much an issue. But hey, if they decide, you know what, let's try to reintroduce them. We have a better system. Um, it's just another thing for the pilots to uh, I show up need in a to. Coat. Yeah, that's show up at, in Oshkosh <laughs> at the board meeting in a trench coat. And you know that's right. <laughs> no, so it'll be good. I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope we have a fantastic turnout. And, yeah. um, you know, I hope you, I know you're going to be there, uh, Jeff. I hope you can make it, Mark. And, you know, what you all do is amazing for, you know, for people that listen and aerobatics. And it, it's fun. It's fun. Y'all have fun guests and just listening to, Y'all yeah. are cutting up. It makes me laugh, you know, and um, and y'all have some great things to say, some really good ideas. And um, it's a Speaking good platform of ideas yeah. and Sebring. I I want Sebring. I don't know who's heading up Sebring now. Um, I think it's some gentleman by the name of 
I think Ken Ken something. Um, I'm not sure, but um, I want them to sponsor the Bozo for Nationals. Like I feel like Nationals needs the Bozo Award, and I know it's a sacred thing. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's pretty sacred down there. Yeah, yeah, they can't don't call it a Bozo, but like um, maybe come up with like the same type of concept but a different name and outfit or something. But like you know, I've never flown. I've been to Sebring one time. I never flew it, um, and to this day, it's like you think of aerobatic contests and fun and that's there. You don't think of anything else, but Sebring, at least on the East coast. I don't know what, what's that like on the West coast, Mark? Oh my gosh. Um, I guess, Apple, you know, Apple Valley, um, Borrego. Tracy, Borrego. That's a good yeah. question. I haven't Dude, been to flown a West coast. Contest? Um, have I flown a West coast contest? Um, no, no, that'd be I fun for not. you and I to go do. That'd be that would be fun. I, I think I think for me the only deterrence was always just getting there. You know, oh, it's like yeah. God, oh my, like in the just everything with it is just like oof. I just you know I'm I'm just in a in a great place in my life with my wife and kids in our lives. We're just so busy, you know, just to get to eat out, yeah. to go to nationals <laughs> is like a is a big deal. I, I I wish I could fly more. I mean, I, I, I you know, it's, it, it'd be fun, but, um, it's just a, it's, uh, it's a tough place right now as far as time commitment. And I'm not a big fan of flying other people's airplanes. I just never have been. And, you know, yeah. that's my own problem. But, uh, um, so yeah, West coast, I'd love to come out and hang out with Mark and meet some new people out fun. there too. in West coast, but I just, uh, it's just so far. I mean, not, I'm whining, yeah. but it's just what it is. No, yeah. but th- but that's a real thing. I mean, this it's we've talked about it a whole bunch. It's the plight of the United States. It's it's, it's the plight of the U.S. team. It's logistics. Yeah. It's hard. This is this it's country hard. is huge. It's huge. <laughs> this country is freaking huge. huge. Yeah, it's it's huge. Um, so I have a but, you know uh, California's getting their act together with with California contests. You know, I mean they they really are. You know, I, Tracy's getting more and more impressive. You yeah. know, um, Brian Jones and the and the and the crew down in. Uh, Borrego put on a great contest that every year I say I'm going to go down and, and go. And then life just gets in the way. And goody, I know you can relate. Like I'm, I, my, my daughters are seven and 10 and I literally, I'm having so much fun that I, I actually, it's, it's so cheesy and everybody without kids right now is screaming into their car about yeah. what a loser I am. But I, I, <laughs> I, re, I enjoy being with my family more than flying right now, which is yeah. something I never thought I would say, <laughs> honestly, like full disclosure. Like I love and i love aerobatics so much but spending time with the family like i i enjoy it more so like when i think i have to think about it. flying and actually block the time to do it you know and um when you have add that at your level where like th- this is it becomes a job it, you know you said it like calling it a hobby is is such a disservice to um the the skill and the dedication required uh to do what you do at an unlimited uh um competition aerobatics and and then having to think about flying coast to coast to do that no way yeah it's, it's too much it, it's um and you know it it pulls you i mean like getting into that side of things too i mean and jeff's in the same boat with his you know um little girl and little son and his wife it's like you know you have all these other wonderful responsibilities and it's such a selfish sport because it's just you it's not like hey let's go all get in the boat and yeah, mom yeah. can pull me water skiing and y'all can watch me get better behind the buoys and the kids are hanging out and you're having sandwiches and 
you're it's you and usually it's you alone out somewhere yeah. flying and so you right you have to block this time out and it's just such a a, a monumental commitment um to be able to do and and a lot of times it's there's unwanted pressure where you go you know i want to fly today but man, I've been gone at work. I, I want to see my family because I'm going to be going right back or, you know, whatever. And it's, it, it's you all got four well, days off. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you're fortunate. It's all this is good stuff, but you know, you priorities. start getting torn. Yeah. Your priorities. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's the priorities. Those priorities need to be in the right place. And and I think if you put them in the right place, then the time will come for you to, yeah. to free up, to do your other stuff. But yeah. I get it, man. And so to go, you know, nationals is enough, but, uh, you know, I'd love to fly more regionals, but to zip out to California, you know, that, that could be something I could maybe do later in life. Uh, but right yeah. now I think zip out, I just don't have the time. Zip out yeah. in California. Don't go in the same sentence. <laughs> don't go no, the same for you. Sentence. <laughs> <laughs> You're so yeah. right. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> it, it's, it's hard enough. Like, um, I mean, Tracy for me is my local contest, so I have no excuse about um, not being able to make it there. Um, but you know, life and family, I'm just I'm prior- prioritizing them over uh, yeah. competition aerobatics. But even Good even Southern you. California, you know, yeah. um, when you're talking about a, a two, a, a, maybe a two stop, at least at least one fuel stop to get somewhere, and then the amount of time it takes to be there, you're talking about a week, maybe five days. You know, because you're gonna fly the day before, you're gonna you're gonna leave the day after the contest. You're gonna spend four days there. Um, and it's just logistically a long time. Even if it, even if it's a contest in state, it's it, the amount of days. You know, you have to plan for it. You, you know, have to plan for it. You show up you're... exhausted. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. you show up exhausted, <laughs> flying for two days. This little airplane going, you know, no autopilot, shaking. There, oh, you know, the there's weather. It's just like I remember I flew to Kirby's for uh the first the Red Bull um air race rookie camp in 2005. I was at with me, Mike going to Hannes Arch. I flew the Sukhoi from South Florida all the way to Kirby's house. It took me two days. Oh god. And I was going, oh my God. (laughs) Then I show up and I'm going, I gotta land on that in the Sukhoi, (laughs) which you can't even will land it. And I'm going, and all the Red Bull people are out there and Mike and Hannes and Kirby and everybody's out there. And I'm like, uh, watching. Kirby, God. I got to land on this. He's like, well, goody, there's Shit. a, there's a, there's a strip South of here. That's dirt. That used a little bit wider. I said, Oh, let me make a couple passes. So I make a couple passes, you know, after flying for two days, you're going, Oh my God. And, uh, and you're like, Shit, riding, if I was in a, right in the bull. <laughs> yeah. If I was like, if I was in a cap or pits or something, this would be a piece of cake. You just will land it. You can see over the nose, but you can't a Sukhoi. So, after my third pass, I was like, okay, I feel comfortable. So I said, well, worst case, I get down here, I don't like it. I'll just punch over to the south runway. And because um, I wanted to keep my airplane, you know, there with everybody else. And um, but I said, hey, if it's beyond my skill level, whatever, you can have it. Well, when I got down there, the runway's narrow and all you in the Sukhoi, you three point it. And all you could see on your peripheral is you knew where you were in that runway because you see. A, you know, a little bit of uh, concrete, then a little more concrete on the right and the left. And you just, and then that was it. But you, you never really got comfortable landing the airplane there for this camp. After you came back from flying this Red Bull air race course, the hardest thing was landing the damn airplane. But, uh, but it was just, you're going, holy shit, I flew out of here. It took me two days to get out here. And, you know, that's just a, 
and I didn't have any weather. And you know, you're going, so yeah, for a regional contest, it's just too much. Yeah. Well, Jeff Bourbon, yeah. that that freaking animal, he yeah. he uh he flew uh <laughs> he flew nationals and then zipped over and I think flew God, what did he fly? Huntington Beach in the Yak 110. And then I th- I don't even think he ferried it out of there. I think he went right back to an airline trip. And it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. He's an animal. He he has done more stuff like that that you're going, Jeff. He's like, Yeah, man, um, I'm gonna pack this up and I'm going here. I mean, it's it's incredible. And he shows up. Jeff, how you doing? I hadn't slept. I've been up for days. (laughs) And then he's like, I'm gonna go take a nap. He takes a nap and then he goes, Hey, we watch me. All right. He flies, you're going. You suck, man. You suck. You're, you're, I hate you. You are exhausted, <laughs> flying all over the world, and you just go up, and it's just so beautiful. And it's like, yeah. get out of here. But yeah, he's yeah. an animal. Oh, God. He's so good. <laughs> he's so good. Oh, my God. I can't yeah. wait to see him at Nationals. I can't wait to watch him fly. I can't wait to watch all you guys fly. Wait, Jeff's it's coming? It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Jeff's going to be there. Yes, sir. Fuck. He's coming to Nationals? No. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me tell you, no. there's going to be nationals this year. They're going to be such heavy hitters there. It's like, are you kidding me? Like these guys, I know how much, you know, AJ and Johnny and Rob and uh, Jim and all. AJ. I mean, man, these guys are going to be just all tuned up, man. It's going to be fun to watch. There's going to be some Goody, talent. You're, you're supposed to be like um, making me feel like I can do this. <laughs> not psyching me out. You can't. <laughs> Look, hey, if anybody, you can do it, man. You got, look, you'll be fine. You, you will be fine. You get in there, you just fly, and it, hey, it ain't going to be perfect, but you just get through the sequence, like you've said a thousand times over. Just don't make a mistake. Just don't make yeah. a mistake. It doesn't have to be perfect, man. It's a lot to bite off the first time. I was counting on at least bourbon not showing up. <laughs> no, bourbon's going to, dude. He'll be there. He's going to fly, he's gonna fly a red eye in. He's going to fly a red eye in. He's going to borrow an airplane and he's going to make the team. That's right. I can't wait till like, I hope that Jeff podiums because when they like, and, and in first or second or third place, Jeff, and I'll, and I'm just going to get up and accept get it. Up, yeah. like, you said Jeff. Yeah. You said Jeff. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, that, you got, you got to do that because he will be on the podium. Yeah. He'll say, you're like, Jeff. Um, so you've been training. Uh, yeah. Nah. Um, I just nah. got about four flights in and I'm here. Dude, he yeah. flew the 20, yeah. whatever year that I was in advance, he flew the Unlimited on five out of six cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's God. right. He's he's incredible. That guy is so good. He's so good. People just don't realize how how good Jeff really is. He is just yeah. – His freestyle flying is incredible. He all around. Yeah. The guy is just the total package from – yeah. Risty to what he's done, yak one ten. He's just uh, and to be able to go back and forth, oh. like he flew nationals, and literally, I think the next day was in the yak one ten, which is insane. I mean, it's insane yeah, to insane. flip your brain around. And yeah, then no, these Europeans yeah. that are moving to America, like I, oh, we heard oh. Aaron Del Delhue yep. coming. Yep, yep. So I mean, that guy's he's insanely good. I mean, thanks, yeah. great. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like, who else? Who else? Yeah, Goody, who There's else is going to beat Jeff uh, at Nationals? Let, let's just run down the list. <laughs> Whoever's coming. So who's coming is going to beat me. And then there's the other person that's coming. The guy from, um, he used to play Souk, I think. Uh, Daniel something. Radcliffe? Not Daniel Radcliffe. 
Oh, wait a minute. Um, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Rifa? Right. Oh, Rifa's coming? I don't know. No, it was some European. Fuck, what's his name? It was uh, Aaron Delhue and another another. Oh my god, this Nationals is making me scared thinking about it. There's going to be excited. It's going to be some good flying. Look, hey Jeff, you're going to do good, man. I I got all the confidence in the world in you, Goody. Butt. I'm going to win. Just, I'm going to I'm going to beat I, everybody. Do it, do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just go out there. <laughs> look, I don't put I don't put anything past anybody, anything anymore. It's just like my gosh, but it's going to be a Crazy lineup. I mean, you're going to break Giffords going. We always Craig forget about Giffard. I'm looking Giffard. at it right now. You know what? Oh, I'm, I'm looking at the you... pre-registered. Um, I hope. I'm. Did I pre-register? I, I haven't. I haven't uh, registered let me see. yet. I got to do that too. But let me tell you something, guys. I really hope, and it should be. It, it, I hope it's just tight. I hope it's like you know, 15, 30 points difference. You know, through the yeah, whole like contest, battling. and it's just battling because everybody's flying be great. Some, really good pilots there and i know people are working hard i mean i i haven't personally been putting a ton of time in just because i just have not it's just but it's been my uh my way for many many years especially when i was living in the northeast in the winters and stuff but i'm able to reel it all in at the last minute and get get it together but that's from years of experience of being able to put all the time into it but i just had to modify it because of where I'm in, in my life. And that's what I'm okay with that. But you know, these other guys and the talent level, I mean, I know people, I know you're working hard, Jeff. I mean, it's going to show. No, it's, I it's, haven't really tried. Bl- I believe haven't, I, in yourself. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually training. This is the first week and today was a, sh- uh, a just didn't work out with the weather and shit, right. but tomorrow will be like the first official day of like hitting it hard. You know, I've been like, nice flying but like i'm gonna start doing two a days i can't i don't do three days it's too, for me it's too i don't get any too much out of the third flight yeah me i really don't too much. no you know no it, but it's yeah. gonna be fun it's gonna be wild it's gonna be fun to watch and I my free is easy my free is easy the known isn't bad it's just it, it, you just gotta the unknown is when like you'll get like people like you and, and rob and everything that you know you guys are gonna throw out these figures that make me want to become a non-us citizen um <laughs> some of the, some of the figures the guys put on the board you know what i know it's it's uh we're, we're all there to you know you're competing and stuff but sometimes as these unknowns come out and the contest is you know it's been going on people have been at training camps you're getting tired and you start getting these figures with these yeah. wild pushing that's where you got to really like, okay, you got to really, you got to keep it together and be smart and be taking care of yourself physically because you only have to get through a few of them, but you know, they're just, it's so demanding on you. And, and the figures have gotten complicated. Even some of them that like, I remember Rob's figure last year um, and the unknown wasn't so complicated. It was very high K. It had a lot going on. It took up a lot of box space and you combine some wind in there it could sort of get nasty on you really fast, you know? And so yeah. it's just, it's the complexity of your, you're exactly right. What some of these pilots will pull out and what's legal. And it's just like, man, it's, it's going to be, and it's a team selection year. So you're going to be flying two of these son of a bitches and yeah. it's, it's going to be tough, man. It will. I mean, there's no way around it. It's just hard. It's very, very hard. Got a couple people registered for unlimited already too. 
Yeah, I'm yeah, registering I saw right that. now. Yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm kind of half kidding around. Like you know, when 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 yeah, if you're gonna do great, they, dude. Yeah, when they went to Worlds, like I I flew to uh, I was talking to AJ for a little bit and and some of the guys and and even Jeff because um with the SC they were they were I you probably did it too for them. We were flying the figures just to see uh you know what kind of altitude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What they right, right. So like I can get through the figures. It's just like you know what it is is um and I'm okay with it and. And the thing is, is that I think some people, which whatever category, um, it's it's sometimes a long road and you just got to suck it up and, you know, you got to have have the right expectations. It's what it comes down to. Yeah, you can't have um, you can't put too much on yourself. You know, I mean, every, hey, look, it, it's called competition because there's a winner and there's the loser if you want to say it like that because that's what it is that's what every sport is you got somebody somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose and but if you can just go there and take it for face value of what it is because you aren't getting to do this every weekend this is once a year like nationals and we hit on the the regional stuff it's just not practical for everybody to be bouncing from contest to contest around the country um and getting a, a second chance a third chance a fourth chance regularly to get exposed that that'd be ideal, but it's just not realistic. Um, so you take it for what it is and you show up and you put up your best four flights like this year's four flights. And then you go, that's what I, that's all I had. That's what I got right now. I put it up. I'm happy with it. And I'll finish where I finished on that. And it, all it comes down to all, you know, everybody listening and you guys know this, it's just a game of mistakes. And yeah, everybody can fly. Everybody there can fly, man. Even the guys, you know, and I don't mean like keep saying this, but like say you and a Dumpy, you know, Matt Dumpy, you know, coming into Unlimited, um, you guys can fly, you know, so you can fly the figures. So it's just, it's, it's just you, me, whoever else just saying, okay, let's keep the mistakes down. I'm, I'm going to have some, but it's not too big of boo-boos, you know, because right. you throw a zero in there. I've done it plenty of times and it's, it's over, you know? And so you go, ah, oh, crap. You know, you, you, it's very unforgiving. It's just an unforgiving sport. There's no other way to oh, say totally. it. You, you can make mistakes in all the other sports and you can still come out yeah. on top. You make a big mistake in this sport. It's over. Bye-bye. Yeah. Next time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the amazing thing too, is um, most of what, I, well, I, I say most, a lot of the unlimited competitors, uh, don't do or, or i say don't do can't make a regional contest i mean i no. don't think bourbon did a regional contest good you're, you're, you may or may not you may do one if not none. no i don't Rob's i haven't not done doing any years yeah. no yeah I mean, he's got a full-time air show career you know yep I, i'm a full-time dad you know got a job you know airline guy got commitments pets kids you know all the great things in life and you know you just it just you, you can't do it all. It just would be a disservice to everyone else in your camp. You just can't yeah. do that to them. Yeah. Are you doing yeah. that same camp this year? Where? Um, yes. Uh, so right. So 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 this was the situation. So we got some other family stuff going on, but um, I wasn't going to do the camp, um, and because I had some timing on some stuff, and then I was a little concerned with nationals. But it looks like everything's going to work out. So. Um, the, the plan is, is to, um, I'm going to work with Sergey and I've got him on board. He's willing to do it. And I haven't been coached 
since my Achilles blew up. And so every time I've been at national since my Achilles blew up, I've been coaching myself and I've just having Mike Celebretti watch me. We do a camp. And I said, it's time to get back in the coach training mode. Even if it's no more than psychologically, I have somebody that's in charge of me. And I have a long history with Sergey, and he has made me who I am today. And so I'm bringing him back on board and I'm going to work really hard with him and, um, and then get, he's going to get me where I need to be or as close as I can be. So yes, my plan is to work with Sergey before nationals for only three or four days. I just don't have the time any longer. I just, you know, as we've touched on earlier, I just don't have the time. So I'll get what I get out of him. I'll show up ready to go. My G tolerance will be ready. I'll be flying good enough for him to be able to massage some things. And then I'll take it with me and go to, uh, go to nationals. And so that's kind of the plan right now. And um, hopefully it it all, it all comes together. That's going to be sick. I think it will. We're, we're crossing fingers. Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. And so, but, um, but yeah, man, so it ought to be a fun nationals. It's going to be here before we know it. I mean, I'm counting the days down. It's just, that starts, ramping up the pressure, I think, for everybody because you start becoming like, uh oh, like I I gotta go fly. You know, it's <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, it's his time. You, you know, but you know, if we could all be like bourbon, you just show up and be like, hey, you ready to go? And uh you just go fly. And it's like, ah, I flew a couple years ago, but I'm ready. <laughs> and, and Jeff, I think I think you uh you're onto something here of of you know just hearing hearing um you know Jeff uh, you know, come up, come up to the podium. He'll probably be taking a nap. So it is a good time to go up there. <laughs> yeah. A win's a win. Yeah. Win's a win, dude. If it's on the mantle, you, you, you want it. Nobody's going to yeah, ask. You you just make my own trophy at that point. Just <laughs> oh it. my God. You got to do that. We, you got to, you got to get up there as quick as possible. You got to like strategically sit close. I love, I love the I love the true faith of how I'm going to end up coming to a goodie right now. Like, I, you know, I'm going to do that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Just snorted. <laughs> no, it's going to be exciting, man. It's going to be fun. And, and, you know, hopefully we can keep everybody together and hang out and just like, and hell, Hey, look, help each other. I'll be, if you need any help, man, or whoever, I, I'll be more than happy. You know, if I can, Throwing my two cents in, you know, I, yeah. I don't know much, but I can, I've, I've made enough mistakes that I can maybe say, Hey, don't do this again, you know, cause I've already done that, you know, it'll cost you. So <laughs> don't do it. I'm limited. Don't do it. That's right. Don't <laughs> just, just go, go back and you do, go back and scratch your name out and just register yeah. for, you know, advance. Yeah, exactly. Go primary. Just start over, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Just start over, man. Just pack your shit up and go home. <laughs> oh my god oh my god it. i love it. love it <laughs> oh jeez. yeah so well. it'll be fun though and i hope that uh, you know from doing that podcast with chat um i hope and i think that it's going to be a great nationals and obviously we all take the flying seriously but um yep. you know we're in the middle of kansas pretty much for anybody outside of that that state and um you know they're they're more stuff on the ground and and camaraderie and and hanging out with like-minded people it'd, it'd be cool you know it'd be really cool it'd be cool and that tra- i think that translates into your flying too because if everybody's relaxed and having fun and like getting along and yeah helping each other is this better is this more of this relaxed vibe too of like 
hey, yeah, I'm nervous, you know, and, and you t- we do want to take it serious because it's serious. It's got a it's it's a dangerous sport, and you know you have to take it serious. We're in an airplane. We're we're doing things in the airplane that require a lot of focus. So you definitely have to be able to flip the switch and become very hyper focused and very disciplined and into what you're doing for those four minutes. But once that switch is flipped and you're back on the ground, it, yeah, man, we just everybody just hanging and out together and helping each other and um it just makes for a an awesome atmosphere yeah you know what would keep yeah. everybody together um and it and in, i think the the uh lower categories would would love it to death um but doing the uh the selection for order of flight with the cans or whatever oh yeah yeah that's a that's a that that would be fun yeah it just that's a whole nother it's a simple great idea yeah, we should mention that to uh, Shad Mark. That's a that's a cool. That's, that's a good and idea. If you don't show up, you just get wherever at the end. You get whatever's right. Left. You could put some kind of, and then you know you could do all kind of neat ideas of how to to draw whether you know it's some kind of little trinket with a number yeah. on it or yeah, just put a fun factor in it. You know, and and everybody's yeah, together make hanging it fun. out. Yeah, make it fun. You got some music playing. Yeah, I mean, just make it fun. Yeah, man. Some chips, cheese, whatever. Oh, man. That's, yeah, I got to talk to Chad about that. That'd yeah. Cool. Y'all talk that up. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, I love it. Awesome. Anything I else you it. guys, uh, I mean, any yes. burning desire, like anything I, I need to touch on or uh, I didn't touch on? Or, I mean, I know we've hit a lot of things and hopefully it's been some interesting stuff for everybody. Oh we my god, this is an amazing podcast. I'm going to get you back on. Yeah, definitely get you back on to talk about like some of the uh behind the scenes stuff of uh you know, cuz one of the benefits of this podcast, I think it really brings to light how normal people like you and Gulian and we haven't talked to Kirby. Um it's hard to get a hold of, but like, you know, those kind of stories like uh you were telling about going to his ranch and and stuff um are really fun for people like Mark and I to, to hear about. Oh, love it. Oh, there's, there's endless stories of that stuff. You know, the, the problem of it is, is just something to <laughs> trigger it to remember. To jog, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. To, to, to yep. jog it. Cause there's, there's endless stories, especially yeah, you start putting in that. all the world contest and things that have gone on and happened. But yeah, I mean, Hey, at the end of the day, dude, me, I'm just a dad who yeah. I love airplanes, just like you guys came from a flying family and I just fell in love with aerobatics. It's just one part of aviation that I just became obsessed with and wanted to do what those guys were doing and yeah. been so fortunate. And, but in the day I sit there and I, I put my pants on the same way. I'm just a dude and, you know, I got other hobbies and, you know, I just, it just happens to be one of them is, you know, taking an airplane upside down sometimes. That's all, you know, nothing else. That's so cool. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Best outlook on aerobatics ever. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, we we got to convince Mark to come out for a couple of days. Yeah, Mark. Obviously. And you got your free vacation uh, yeah, with Rob. So there's no excuse. But you know, like, that's true. Not to, I got to run. I got to go to something yeah. in a couple minutes. But, you know, just to touch on this whole thing with nationals, like, you know, I'll actually point blank, Mark. You know, if nationals was like Sebring, I feel like there would be a doubt in your mind that you would, you would, you can make a, a full commitment. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing is, um, and I, I like I want to time wise and logistics wise, I want to go to nationals. Well, I'm I'm hoping um, that my 
Um, my OE schedule will be done. We'll, we'll just have to see how it plays out. I'm, I'm a little yeah. nervous at the timeline. Um, that being said, you know, the, the, the contest could be made as amazing as it could possibly be. Um, I would just have a more desire to shift my schedule. Now I can't shift my training schedule. It just is what it is. Um, but if I didn't have that, um, and you know, maybe I would actually want to like put in for vacation for that time because it's that amazing. Whereas now it's like, okay, you know, I'm just going to shift my schedule around, um, and, and make it work and, and maybe I can't go the full time or whatever. But, um, I mean, making it a place where everybody wants to go. I mean, people are going to go whether they want to fly or not. I'm not I'm not saying that maybe it would make me want to. fly. No, I was just saying uh, there for you to go. But definitely go just to there. hang. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I, if it was fun enough, I'd move mountains to go. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. So like, yeah, absolutely. So like attendance is yeah. going to go up and absolutely you know, we need volunteers and like crap. But um, yeah, I think Chad's on the on the right path. And and, um, you know, it's very uh, motivating. To, to hear somebody like that. And it's motivating to, to want to help too. It was great to hear. He, he sounds like an awesome dude. I don't know him, but he sounds like he, he, he's like, I'm ready to take this on and let's, let's make this great. And I'll listen yeah. to people and I'll, I, I want to yeah. hear other people's ideas. So. And he's focusing on the right people in the right categories. Yes. Yeah. You Y'all having him like on that. too. Yeah. It's awesome. People to hear like, here we go. Yeah. We got some, yeah. So, I mean, I, yeah, if you can get, we can get more non-flyers out there too. That's, that's huge. Agreed. 100%. I love it. So, well, Jeff, you right. go, you go play Kingpin <clears throat> with Bill Murray. And yeah, I, got, um, I got bowling. Goody, goody. You're the man, dude. This well, so hey, I, thank y'all. I hope I, you know, hope I think we touched on a lot of good stuff and I always enjoy, you know, chatting about this stuff. It, it makes me realize how much I, I do love it and I miss the people. Yeah, I haven't been as involved as I wanted to, but that's by choice. Prioritize some things. However, um, it it makes you realize how much of your life has this has taken up, and how how many special people and friendships um, that you've you've made. And uh, it, it's really cool. I, I thank y'all for the opportunity to be able to come on and just you know me me ramble on my side, and <laughs> um, maybe some some people you know pick up some tidbits or you know, maybe it sparks some other interest or some uh, ideas, but uh, it's always a pleasure and, you know, look forward to doing it good and look forward to seeing y'all and, uh, you know, just wishing a, a good year for everybody's flying. Awesome. Absolutely. Gosh, couldn't have said it any better. The only thing I'll add is uh, we'll dedicate this, uh, uh, this episode to, uh, to Nikolai. Amen, brother. Yes, sir. Jeff, you got anything else? No, just, uh, I'm going to try to, lick my wounds of uh this year's unlimited uh showing you know i might like you know maybe i'll get really drunk one night and pretend like i went to nationals and what i expect to happen happen just to like get it over with so that when i do go it's not new news jeff you know what we can you do know? we could set up we could set up a, a place in the conference room of the hotel and we could yeah. practice getting up from a table and walking yeah. up there and receiving our trophies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could even have a we could have a microphone, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Your 2023 U.S. National Unlimited Champion Jeff Petroselli. and then we'll yeah. take all the chairs there. in the courtyard yeah. Marriott and and yeah. just line them up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna really Listen. fuck with. I'm gonna fuck with everybody and just put 2023 national U.S. Unlimited national champion on my tail when I show up in vinyl. 
That would be awesome. <laughs> you got to do that. <laughs> I might do that, oh, actually. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're hilarious. Well, with 2023 Super Unlimited champions. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. Oh, God. I love it, dude. I all right, it. man. All right. Well, hey, I know y'all got to get out of here. <laughs> love you guys, man. It's all been fun. And uh, y'all keep keeping it real. Cool, man. Love you too, Goody. Thanks again for coming on. All right, boys. Y'all be good. That's a wrap, folks. Thank you so much to Goody Thomas for joining us today. You were the man, Goody. Can't wait to see what you do at Nationals this year. It was so much fun. What a great chat. Thank you to Lift Aviation for supporting the podcast, supporting aerobatics, supporting aviation, supporting you all, supporting us. We really appreciate it. Go support them. Show them some love. Buy some products. Visit them in Oshkosh. They've got two different booths going. Go say hi. Go tell Braden we said what's up. Go get 25% off most items on the website. Use the promo code FLYCOOLSHIT at checkout. LiftAviationUSA.com is the website. Uh, if you visit them in person at Oshkosh, tell them we sent you. They'll hook you up. Thanks to Fly Good Merch, FlyGoodMerch.com. Use the promo code ACRO, A-K-R-O, at checkout for 10% off everything on the website. Go buy some Fly Cool Shit shirts, please. FlyCoolShit.com slash merch. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fly Cool Shit. Be sure to check out our website at www.flycoolshit.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Spotify. Any questions, comments, or feedback, shoot us an email at flycoolshit at gmail.com. <laughs>